Welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and today's episode's plan was going in one direction, but today's news is taking it in the bit of another, so it's going to be a little combination. It is October 31st, 2023, and after weeks and weeks, yeah, and maybe weeks, three, of rumors going around that Aaron Tveit was in the running to be cast as the next Sweeney Todd, today, October 31st, it was Happy Hollow Sweeney, and Aaron dropped the news, and Sweeney Todd dropped the news of the cast announcements that Aaron will be playing Sweeney Todd. And Sutton Foster will be playing Mrs. Lovett, confirming the rumors and putting all of Tavit Nation in a state of exhale and also a state of holy shit looking at the picture that they released of him as Sweeney. Like, oh my God, I have stared at it all day. I have, I don't know, I've gone back to it so many times. It's just unbelievable that... All of these rumors turned out to be true, and Aaron is going to get to be in his one of his dream roles. He's going to get to be Sweeney, and to think that he just like shared that, he just said that in interviews for Moulin Rouge when he was back, and in interviews for Chicago when that press was happening. Like all of that is recent, and now here he is. And I know that there's there's some mixed opinions about the casting but having seen Aaron as like just knowing what he can do having seen him go dark in act two of Moulin Rouge like and then listening to the soundtrack of Sweeney Todd oh my god like I cannot wait to be in that theater when he sings Epiphany and oh it I just cannot wait I mean I think these tickets for his debut were purchased quicker than his return to Moulin Rouge when that announcement happened last December. Like it was bam. And I know I wasn't alone just with the amount of DMs and texts and things that were going at the same time between me and friends and everybody and that were just ready and waiting. So we're gonna be talking today a little bit about that announcement And then we're going to switch a little bit and talk about Wicked and Fieran since Wicked just hit their 20th anniversary of being on Broadway and Aaron was a part of that cast along with so many other amazing Broadway actors. So I have my friend Christina. She has been on the podcast before. She shared her Aaron story and she is going to be on with me today talking about Sweeney and going back and talking about Wicked. So come along for the ride. Okay, Christina, so it happened. It happened. (laughs) I'm so excited. Oh my God. I I feel like we've been waiting for the announcement for like ever, even though it hasn't been that long, but I feel like it's been forever. It's it's been like a couple weeks, which like is, you're right. It's not that long, but I feel... Like just the way everybody instantly freaked out 
freaked out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think with like all the rumors, I think that like mm-hmm. made it seem longer, right? But has it really yeah. only been like two weeks since they announced Josh and Annalie were leaving? I feel like they weren't they they were like beginning of October-ish. Okay. So yeah, like. just a couple yeah. weeks. But like, yeah, I just I'm so excited. I think it's gonna be so good. Like I know people are split, right? Like mm-hmm. I know it's a very divisive casting choice Mm -hmm. but that being said and I know also that like I'm biased and I know like obviously we're biased right like if you're listening to this like you're biased but like do I think that it's a money grab for Sweeney Todd yes like I think they fully know that Aaron's fans will come to the Lump Fontaine right like Mm -hmm. But do I also think, like, he's going to kill it? Yes. Like, pun intended, no pun intended. Like, yes. I really do. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm I, so excited. I cannot wait. And, I know. Like, I think the energy in the theater is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Because just in, like, general, like, I think it's yeah. going to be just... Because, like, already people are already, like, pretty stoked about Sweeney mm-hmm. in general. And then, like... It's, it was, I don't know if it still is anymore, but it was like the only Broadway show to have the full 28 piece orchestra. So like that's super cool. So like the, the music is, you know, super powerful. And then you add the energy of like Aaron and Sutton in there and it's just going to, it's going to blow the roof off. I think it's going to be insane. I totally agree about the energy because like you said, like Sweeney has his own fan base and then Aaron has his own fan base and bringing that together is going to be wild. And I like, I mean, I've been messaging you just listening to the soundtrack and I'm like, how many times have I been like, I can't wait to hear him sing this. And I can picture him singing that and just bringing that like murderous Christian energy. Yes. No, the, like the promo shot we, like we saw today, it's completely like Christian, the murderer meets adam the contractor like mm-hmm. that was that's like where i'm going and i'm like it's it's gonna be great it's gonna people be have great. people have said that the murderous christian adam the contractor with the hotness of season three mikey like <laughs> there it is yes it's just like everything in a nice little package right He's all right there. all rolled into one. Oh my gosh and i think and i like we were talking about it earlier and mm-hmm. i was like i think you know a lot of what Aaron sings is high right like and that's you know his voice sits higher but we have to remember like I think a lot of and I was explaining to telling you this earlier I think a lot of what he does is a mix belt so it's not like it's a mix between his head voice and his chest voice and if you go back and watch the like live where he's coaching Ricky remember he like talks about it like you gotta you gotta you know feel it back here is what he says Mm-hmm. And so that's like a mix between the two. And that's how he sings healthily for the 20 years that he's been doing it. But we also have to remember, like, he trained classically in college, mm-hmm. right? Like, he so did. he he knows what he's doing. And I don't think that the producers of Sweeney Todd and the Sondheim, you know, what is it, legacy or uh, what's the word? Anyways, I don't think they would only go for a cash grab, right? Like, if they didn't think he would do it, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they would have cast him, truly, right? Right. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just like a benefit that he gets. You know, he brings this his own fan base is my my thought. That's where I'm going. And I know yeah. some people feel differently, but but that's how it's going to be no matter what. Like there's going to be there were like just thinking Moulin Rouge there's always opinions on who's cast as Christian, like Exactly. There's always going to yeah. be and we've opinions. said yeah, and we've said this like everything you just said but then also like how much this means to Aaron like just that this has been a dream role for him and how recent the interviews were where he said this is a dream role and he's like "Eh, it's going on now it still could happen which like what did he know at that time maybe probably nothing but also just that this is happening for him that's right that's really special so yes exactly and so like because it's a dream role like you know he's gonna be like doing everything he can to be the best that he can possibly be at it so it's going to be great obviously and it's a limited run and we know that he he has said in the past like he knows he figures out how far he can he knows that it's finite so he's going to push it exactly he's going to push himself okay so they start Mm -hmm. february 9th Mm -hmm. today is the day we're recording this is halloween october 31st november december january so he's got 12 weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he's on for 12 weeks. Yeah. And he's on for 12 weeks. So it's yeah. like he's 12 weeks is, is going to be a plenty of time to mm-hmm. get his voice where he needs it to be to sing that score. Yeah. It's going to be great. It, it's it's going to be, be an experience. Great. It's going to be an experience. Uh, I'm so excited for you to I go know. and not only like see Sweeney, first of all, because it's such a classic amazing Sondheim score but mm-hmm. then on top of it like you get to go and see it with Aaron like it's gonna be great you know and like how but I am wondering do you think they're gonna have him do a British accent because Josh sort of does one yeah Annalie does one everybody else does one maybe I I, I can't like, even I don't even want to speculate like I I don't know either I feel like if that's part of because you're more familiar with the show than I am. If that's part of it, maybe there will be some hints of it. Maybe. I mean, it's maybe. set like it's set in London, so yeah, like, you know, this right. like London is part of the show, so it's right. it's possible. I don't know. We'll see. We we will see, and yeah, we'll see I'm what so else they it. release, leaving up to it. So oh, everything, they, everything, give it. They need to give it everything. I feel it. like just, they have to do like. I would love, yeah, we were talking about earlier, like a clip mm-hmm. of him and him and Sutton singing something to like just put everybody, you know, like yep. I feel like if they mm-hmm. did that, it would just like, see, we got it. Like it's going to be great. Obviously, mm-hmm. I do not run social media for work. I wish I did. That'd be cool. But like that would be my thought. Oh, no, I totally agree. And like what I, I've want. talked about that with multiple people that if they're going to, I feel like that's coming because they're getting the mixed reviews. I feel like something like that will be coming. Yeah. Probably not mm-hmm. soon, maybe January or something, or early February mm-hmm. before they go on. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll see. I'm so excited. I can't believe like it actually happened either. I know. Yeah. Like I was hoping and waiting, but then part of me wanted to be like, well, it's so like, no like because then i wouldn't be disappointed if it was somebody else right but we like but, even we're saying that we're like there hasn't even been another name right that exactly. has been like, tossed I out this... yeah that we've I heard hear a lot like... of people saying who they want 
to be right. cast or like, right. you know, things like that. But there hasn't been anyone else that I have heard. Me neither. We're seeing rumors of that were like legit, you know, we auditioned for the replace Josh's replacement or whatever. Right. You know, so. I don't know. So it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. It's going to be epic. It is. It's so right. is. So we were, we were hoping that we were going to get to scream about Sweeney, but the whole, I guess mm-hmm. our main focus that we were going to talk about for this episode was Wicked, since mm-hmm. they just celebrated their 20th anniversary on Broadway. And Aaron, of course, was a part of that show back mm-hmm. in 2008, 2009. So we were going to talk about Wicked, our experiences mm-hmm. with the show, and then we went back and we rewatched. Aaron's second to last show from March 7th of 2009. So I guess before we get into that, do you want to kind of share our memories with Wicket? Like when you first saw, like you have stories, like when did you first see it? Your biggest memory with it? Go ahead. You go first. So because Wicket premiered in 2003. So that was the year um, my freshman year of high school. That would have been my freshman year of high school. And so at my older sister was a senior that year. And so at her graduation, they sang, which I'm sure every single high school all around the United States sang for good at like mm-hmm. their graduation, right? And my high school choir, you know, theater teacher was like obsessed with it. And so then I think. I think the first time I saw it was in the L.A. when they did their L.A. Um, they were like in L.A. for like four years. Mm-hmm. You know, they just like did a production in L.A. because being from California, um, most of the times I've seen it has been in L.A. I think I've seen it in L.A. three times, once in San Francisco and then once in, in New York. Um but yeah, so I think that was the first time. And then the, I mean, every time I see it, I swear, I just like get chills. And it's like, whenever I talk to anybody that's like, oh, I'm getting, like, I don't know a whole lot about theater. Like, what's a good show to go to? My immediate recommendation is always Wicked. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's like musical theater, like Moulin Rouge is like a spectacle, right? And it's like pop music and it's all of that. But like, Wicked is like musical theater, but like mm-hmm. for the masses. Like that's how mm-hmm. it obviously because it's been running for twenty years, right? So that's my. And it, you always have a good day when you yes. go to Wicked, right? It's mm-hmm. never a bad performance. Um, but like probably the biggest, you know, the biggest like connection I have with Wicked was my husband and I got engaged at Wicked. So I was thinking it was his first show, and it wasn't his first okay. show that I took him to was sitting over there was um phantom of the opera and that was also in la which was a that was a that was a show to go to for your first one mm-hmm. um we had seen a couple of shows in la before that and so he had gotten me and he knew that i like loved musical theater and i loved mm-hmm. wicked so he had got me wicked tickets for christmas that year and then um at that Christmas actually was when he like asked my dad if he could like marry me and I just thought like I didn't know when it was going to happen but he had got wicked tickets and I was just like so excited um 
but then he had also like planned a dinner the next weekend like a really fancy dinner and so like I was not expecting it at all went to the theater it was a great show I actually found the like a um slime tutorial of Mm -hmm. that cast I have don't have it quite yet but it's coming that's Um, amazing yeah and so after the show wrapped up he we were sitting there and we're just chatting we're like looking at the the you know theater the pantages in la is a beautiful theater it's it's got like a beautiful roof and all this detailing and so we're just like talking and looking at it and then he started like talking about things and then yeah all of a sudden the next thing like he was down on one knee in the aisle so like the guys are coming through like sweeping up the trash of the show (laughs) and he's like down on you know and he didn't want to have the ring box like in a box in his pocket because he knew I would notice Mm -hmm. and so he took the ring out and he put it in a gum wrapper in his pocket and he was like so nervous the whole night like that he was gonna lose it or whatever anyways Mm -hmm. but then yeah so I like don't remember anything he said because I was just like sobbing Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can't take pictures obviously like in the theater and so we went right outside and then we like took a picture um and then we were leaving because we were both in grad school at that time Mm-hmm. And so we were driving home and um, I was like calling and texting everybody mm-hmm. and, you know, calling all my sisters and he was driving and then we're driving and all of a sudden I go, oh, you missed the exit like to go back to our house. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's OK. I'm going to I'm going to turn around. I, I miss. I was just like so excited. And so I keep texting and calling like my family, and my friends. And then the next thing I know, he's like pulling into a restaurant. And mm-hmm. I was like, where are you going? This is not the way home and he was like no it's fine let's just go inside and so we go in and like my family was there his family was there all of my friends so like he had like set up a little like dinner for us but yeah so that's like I think that's part of the reason why I hold Wicked so close yeah. and dear because it you know well, it's a of fun course. time oh Paul he's a keeper oh yeah he he's is. a keeper oh that's just <laughs> I, I love that story that's so special yeah but of course it, yeah it that makes awesome. sense that's of course you'll have that connection Uh but um yeah I saw it for my first time my first two times were when it was on tour in Philly Dan and I went when we were still dating and then we went right after Jacob was born and then the first time on Broadway was a part of my friend's bachelorette because she she's not the tradition doesn't want the tradition you know what you think of for bachelorette so that's what we did so it was still a day thing and the, the show hit different going like with dan versus going with like a group of your girlfriends oh yeah totally like it hit a lot different that time like especially like with for good like i yeah that i was Stop. like teary and stuff oh, yes yeah. so that was special but you're right you never you never don't have a good time but i remember the very first time seeing it like you say chills but i you know i didn't know like the storyline how it was going to end and i just right. remember like gasping at the end like after you see she gets she gets melted and then Fierro comes and he saves her I was like oh I love it you like freak out yes Mm -hmm. it's like I still think yeah yeah, Defying Gravity has got to be one of my favorite Mm -hmm. of all time act Mm -hmm. one you know finale numbers because like she flies like how like 
you can't beat that, right? No, no, you can't beat that. And like, yeah, go ahead. That's that's just like I don't even know what else to say. Like yeah. he flies. It's incredible. And that uh, final note even... at the end, like what and then she takes the broom and just like shuts the lights off. Like, yeah. oh and it's so good. And it's so good. Insane. Like I do, yeah. like I have seen videos of like a no fly show, which I know mm-hmm. happens, like the right. odds of it happening on tour are so much more higher than right. like a no fly show in New York because, you know, they're moving from place to place. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be so interesting to see a no fly show just because like, I don't know, like it'd be, I think it'd be so interesting because like yeah. that's, you know, pure musical theater, like live theater, right? Mm-hmm. But also it's like she flies. So like you right. want to see her go up. In the yes. in the cherry picker, you know, right? I don't know. Yeah, it just yeah gives me goosebumps every single time, every time. But every so time. we watched Aaron's show. So we had Aaron Esfiero, Nicole Parker was Alphaba, and I hope I say her name right. Ali Mazi was I think that's Glinda. right. Yeah, yep, was Glinda. Yes, and I said it to you. I like haven't seen it in a while, and I forgot how funny Glinda was. He's like so just funny how her mannerisms and just the things she says and all of like the nonsense words that they create within they it. It's up. so, it's so I clever. Have, but I had a note I thought, cause I like was mm-hmm. taking notes while I was watching. I got to find it because it's, um, what, at the very beginning, she like her hand motion when like she's in the bubble, she's, mm-hmm. you know, sung no one mourns wicked. And then they're like, Glenda, did you, you know, know her? And she's like, like that or whatever. And she like makes the hand motion for them to lower the bubble. And I like just bust out laughing. <laughs> it's just like so funny. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, the one thing, and I'm like, I wish I could talk to Joe Mantello, the director and be like, she should be holding the Grimmery at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So the Grimmery, right, is a spell book. And at the very mm-hmm. end, spoilers if you haven't seen wicked i guess she has it. um at the very end she has it and she goes back up into the bubble and i mm-hmm. really wish that they had her have it at the beginning that way it was just like you could you know because at the beginning you wouldn't know why she has this book right but right. like i don't know that's just my thought um but yeah and i love i so i was listening to the what is it the um sentimental men podcast and so like they always ask whoever's on their podcast like what you know like their alphabets they ask like are you a i'm not that girl no good deed or like define gravity wicked alphabet or like if you're a glinda it's like are you a no one wants wicked popular or uh, thank goodness and mm-hmm. so Allie had said she was no one wants the wicked and i don't know why but i just thought that was interesting okay and nicole had said she was a defined gravity alphabet. Just fun facts. Oh, those are good facts. I haven't ever listened to that. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see. Where else? Yeah. Glinda is so funny at the beginning. Um, and where is it? And it's also like, I love at the beginning too how much they emphasize like how good. Glinda mm-hmm. is right like mm-hmm. how good of you how good of you to do this you are so good but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean right like that's the whole point like good doesn't mean right or kind right. or you know like yeah like obviously that's like one of the themes of the show right like 
you know, and I love how at the beginning, like they emphasize that so much. And then like, you know, obviously it comes full circle at the end, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, um, and then as I was watching it too, another thought I had, this is a complete welcome to my brain thought. Um, how does the wheelchair move? Because she doesn't obviously, move it. obviously it's automated. Yeah. So no. So like, because at the beginning, you know, they're making fun of Alphaba, and mm-hmm. then they're gonna take Nessa Rose away, mm-hmm. and she goes no, and she like puts her hands out, and she does her first like bit of magic in front of everybody. The yep. chair like spins around and comes back all the way to her. But I've 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 watched my fair share of, of Wicked. It's not on a track, so it's obviously automated. Like, is it yeah. a remote control? Is someone? manually remote controlling it is it just like a little robot computer inside which is probably what it is because it's not on like a track on the stage yeah how like the set pieces move on and off those Mm -hmm. are on tracks Mm -hmm. anyways that was a thought i had watching this the other day keep that little bit of magic still in there don't (laughs) think don't figure it out (laughs) don't figure it out don't figure it out i don't know i just love listening back to it and just all of the just the wizard and I, I could be so happy. I'm so happy I could melt. Like just yes. all of the little the lines little, and like, lyrics things. that are just Easter eggs to the Wizard of Oz and just setting up and yes. foreshadowing what happens. Yes. Because she also says like a celebration throughout Oz. That's mm-hmm. all to do with her, which mm-hmm. does happen, right? At yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. It's not in the way she thinks or hopes yes. for, right? But like yes. the celebration because of her does happen mm-hmm. right and then mm-hmm. she also like i love the like how stephen schwartz did the like unlimited you know and then it's mm-hmm. like she sings it in the wizard and i she sings that same riff in um, divine gravity and then they sing it again in like for good and it's just like the three you know big moments in the show mm-hmm. and i just mm-hmm. ugh, makes me like melt in it- my chair it's just all genius but it really is i don't know and then if i'm gonna jump ahead if you have something to add like go back but just jumping ahead i mean after the the something bad between alphaba and dr dilliman Mm -hmm. in comes fiero and aaron and just i love that even in concerts all these years later he has shared that that his first line or his first like set of lines is his favorite (laughs) It's so funny. The line read he does on that is Mm -hmm. one of the best. Like his his Fiero, and again, like I know I'm biased, I think. But like I think his Fiero (laughs) is one like is one of the best. Like Mm -hmm. he plays that pretentious a-hole like so well Mm -hmm. at the beginning, Mm -hmm. right? And like he said that where it's like the meaner I am at the beginning, the sweeter it is like towards the end right yeah but Mm -hmm. yeah and the fact that fear doesn't come in till 30 minutes into the show right he doesn't come in till 30 minutes and then i also like clocked it he's only on stage for about 30 minutes total which is insane to Mm -hmm. me but like at the same time like the fact that he can do so much in such little time right yeah yeah oh absolutely yes Yes. and then like going into his dancing through life 
Yes. It's again, back with like all of the foreshadowing, like all of the brainless, life's more painless for the brainless, why to think too hard, you know, thoughtless, thoughtless. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, like the choreography is very scarecrow coded, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's all elbows. It's all which like once you know, you know. Right. And you can see all these things. But like the first time you watch it, you like you're not really thinking about any of that. And I just I his his dancing through life just makes me so happy. I know. And like I love how he's doing this dance moves, but then Glinda's imitating him and the other students are imitating him. Yes. But and then like the one part, I mean, I know it's part of the show, but when Alphaba, you know, she comes down, she's got the hat on and everybody's scared and she just starts dancing. And Piero says like, she doesn't, she really doesn't care what anybody thinks. And Glinda's like, yes, she does. She's just not showing she it. But like I, she doesn't. Yeah. Some of like that dancing, like how did they get through that? Not like, cause there's not music right away or it's very low. Right. Like how did they yeah. get through that without like. Uh- laughing idea and i'm pretty sure like the stage direction is probably make it as awkward as possible yes right like that's got to be what it is because like the secondhand awkwardness you feel in that scene Mm -hmm. is just like so much but like i don't know how they get through that without laughing and i'm sure they they don't sometimes you know i'm sure there are days that they just like bust up because how could you not you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah i just I think, and I know, like, dancing through life, like, obviously, it's in the title. And Aaron has said before, he's not a dancer, which we all know is a lie. Like, it's such a lie. But, like, compared to other Fieros, again, like, I'm going to compare him. His dancing is way more on point than, like, others. Like, we, I know we've talked about, especially Norbert, Mm -hmm. right, where it looks like they're just giving him choreography or beats to hit whereas like when Aaron's there which is you know about five years later they actually have full choreography but even since then like they've kept that choreography and his you know dancing I feel like is so much more elevated than like Mm -hmm. some of these others for a non-dancer quote non-dancer oh my gosh non-dancer come on Aaron (laughs) come on (laughs) (laughs) I know but I don't know. And then like the first big, I guess one of the first big Fiero Alphaba moments is when she gets, she freaks out when, was it the lion, when the lion comes into the, the class? Yes. Yes. The lion yeah. comes into the class and she freaks out and everybody is like, I mean, it's so amazing. Like they're all reacting and, you know, dancing, uh-huh. not dancing, but the choreography to get off stage in Fiero's fine. Yes. Right. So like how she, and he, and then that whole conversation of like, you're always causing a commotion. Right. There's no pretense here. And then he he asks her, why am I the only one you didn't do that to? Yes. So. Yeah, that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I'm going to specifically talk about Aaron in that yes. scene, right? Like, his acting choices he makes, I think, are just so funny and so on. Like, you can tell, like, the moment. So, like, he goes... 
and he's like if you don't want my help or whatever and he like starts right. to walk away and she like grabs his hand and you can like yeah. see it like mm-hmm. oh shoot there's that and then it goes into the like oh yeah maybe scratch me or something <laughs> and he's like dazed <laughs> or whatever yeah and I think like his line reading again of that I'm gonna sound like a broken record is just so good and then mm-hmm. like it's also hilarious to me like so then he picks up the cub and he runs the wrong you know direction yes. off the stage and then he comes running back and the way he just like is holding the lion cub and like running like high knees I don't I don't know it's such a choice and it's it's an amazing choice but yeah I I love that mm-hmm. and then when they're yeah so that's like the start of the Alphaba Fiero switch the feelings and then her and Glinda are going to Oz and that's like when you know they have their moment until Glinda comes over to them right. and then he he's kind of like okay like, have back. a good trip and they're like yeah mm-hmm. like oh this is what I'm supposed to be right yeah but he yeah, even that's when just... that's when Glinda catches it too because he doesn't you know react affectionately to her right exactly. anymore so yes that's the switch and I there think just yeah I think it's just such a good commentary on like what you're supposed to be or what you think you're supposed to be and how you actually are like you know those types of things um because like obviously on paper right Glinda and Fiero are perfect because they're yeah. both you know perfect, perfect and together so would, <laughs> why not why wouldn't they be perfect together but yeah. then just the fact that he could see Alphaba for like who she was and then he she could also in turn see Fiero for like the person who he is underneath that perfect facade that he he has or the bad boy facade right mm-hmm. just just kiss so good all right so now I guess jumping to right before the end of act one wow. with defying gravity I know we're jumping around, but we could go forever. We could, we really could. No, it's just like it's just like how go ahead. No, you you keep going. It's just how the whole scene starts. Like she has the spell, she has like the book, and she she says the spell and nothing happens. And then Glinda's like, I guess you're not as you're not as powerful as you think you are. And then the thing that Mm -hmm. flew was the broom. And then that right. just kickstarts. And then it's just like, oh, it's just the magic. Like clicks, right? Because she's mm-hmm. like, where are your wings? Where are your wings? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I just like the, the whole like sheer, and I wrote this in my notes because I was like, everyone, first of all, everyone in her family is the worst. Mm-hmm. Like in Alphabet's family, mm-hmm. like they're all the worst. Like her mom couldn't wait, like right. couldn't wait for her dad to leave the fastest. Her dad is just a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And then like Nessa, we'll get to her later, probably. Ooh, but, yeah. Like, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then like everybody just like takes advantage of her, right? Like as mm-hmm. soon as Morable sees she has power, she's like, Oh, I can use this girl to get to the wizard. Same thing, you know, and the wizard is like, Oh, I can use her to create my spies, right? And even Glinda, like, in her roundabout way, like, maybe she didn't 
intentionally try but like she does and so then like when she becomes like she stands up right Mm-hmm. And becomes the Wicked Witch of the West after, like, Glinda puts the cape on her and the music goes, you know, whatever. And it just, like, all gets quiet. And I just, like, it's just, like, you know, I just, yeah, like, that's... get the chills because, like, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, and then, yeah, she backs up. And the whole, you know, I think it's really, I'm always the type of person that, like, this is another side note I like to watch all the behind the scenes like I like yes. to know how like things go and so like, yeah knowing how she goes up to like doesn't take away any of the magic I think it's just like so fascinating that she's standing on this little tiny like yep. platform 30 feet in the air seeing mm-hmm. her face off right like yeah. you know I I love it and, and she's yes, she yes. she's hooked in with that huge with that long skirt to skirt, like right so it give looks the illusion like her, so you don't yeah. yeah so you don't see what she's on and it just gives the illusion of the air and she's and how she's, she's like it's flowing behind her yeah broom, and like mm-hmm. the broom is what's carrying her and again like all of the like you know easter eggs right into the yes. wizard of oz right like that's where her magic broom comes from that's where her flying monkeys come from you know like yes all of yes. those things and all she wanted to do is just like help people help the animals like right. be loved and then just like obviously she's gonna go this way mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah I just I still think it's like the perfect act one opener and then you have like the entire company come down and they're all like singing at her and it's mm-hmm. just it's amazing right I love it I know Chills every time every time i will say that i like every time chills yes and then in act two we start with the thank goodness and we have glinda the good Mm -hmm. and we have a fiero who is not putting up with any of the bs anymore like he's Mm -hmm. he's now that over it yep he's the soldier and you know he's He's still putting on that facade, but in a different way of that he's trying, he's a soldier to get Alphaba, but he's a but, soldier to find Alphaba. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like, I think the acting choices that Aaron mm-hmm. makes in that scene specifically, yep. like every time someone says like, wicked, yeah. he like, you like you can see it in his face. Like he hates that and he hates that he can't say anything or like, mm-hmm go against them or whatever or in all of the like lies and beliefs that people have about her right he just you can see it like building on him till he finally just like explodes and he's like that's not true yeah it's the final one which is the big one of like pure water she's pure water will pure melt water. her and that's when he's like yes. what <laughs> yes exactly and it's like oh and i love that like right obviously he's in that scene he knows mm-hmm. water will melt her like that's what people think and then it comes back again right in wonderful in the scene for wonderful because he's like mm-hmm. go fetch me a bucket of water as much as you can carry right to his mm-hmm. soldiers or whatever mm-hmm. and then and then obviously i and this is okay this is again my my frame this is how how yeah. problematic my brain is I went back and watched 
the Wizard of Oz, not recently, but like, yes, yep. The scarecrow is the one who comes up with the bucket. Yes, because he, like, he he needs it first because he's on fire, but then he's on fire. He gives yes. it, yeah. Which it's like the it's so the, genius. It's so the good. Genius of it, the cleverness of it. I yes. just I love it so much, and it's yep. just like. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, because, like, that's the first time he hears, like, water will melt her, and then, yeah, it comes back, it mm-hmm. comes back, it comes back, and it's like, well, obviously, like, obviously, he's gonna yeah. melt her with some water, yeah. like, what? Yep. So, going back to, I guess, where she comes in with, like, after that scene, but then she's in, is it Nessa's house, where where she is I'm with Nessa assume- and... It's like yeah. the palace in Munchkinland, yeah. right? Or the governor's house. Yeah, because she, she's, yeah, the governor's, the governor. she's the the governor with Bach and how she just appears in like the mirror of in the, the wardrobe. Yes. yes. Oh, like that's amazing. This is the worst. Like <laughs> yeah. she really is from the beginning. Like she is just a spoiled little brat mm-hmm. who always gets her way mm-hmm. and she can't fathom not getting her way right you add like she's in the wheelchair and that like adds a layer onto it right because she has that but like in that scene i think it's just so apparent like she's like you know she yells at alphaba for never trying to get her out of the chair and so she like magics the shoes and turns them into the red ruby shoes which you know red ruby shoes and then you know and then bought which also bought like man just get over it get over it Linda is not gonna be with you just just get over it just not that into you yeah she's yeah exactly yes but so it's like you know right now first of all like the blame right is not Mm -hmm. on Elba Mm -hmm. and it somehow always ends up on her so like you know she does this wonderful thing and then box like oh I'm gonna go go off and throw my hat in the ring with Glinda mm-hmm. and then Nessa takes the book and does the spell wrong and shrinks his heart so she has to come up with you know a way to save him and she mm-hmm. does right because you don't need a mm-hmm. heart if you're a tin man but then at the end when he's like what happened and she's like it was Alpha yes. and like screaming yes. about how it was Alpha mm-hmm. when it wasn't like that part I'm just like girl you deserve yeah. to have a house dropped on you. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, because she's what? panicking. Yeah, she's yeah, panicking she's, and just she passes all the blame to he's, you know, Alphaba. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like have a house dropped on you for all I care at that point. Right. Like you're just being mean. She's trying yeah. to help you. She's doing all these things to try to help you. You're just mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then the wizard and Madame Morval, they're trying to plot to get Alphaba to come out. Yes. And Glinda's the one that's like, use her sister. Like, she will come yes. for her sister. And then that's when Madame Morval's like, let's change the weather. weather. And then like, you twister yes. and, and all yes. of that. And then it's just she comes. Is- yeah. And then so then they go and sing. Well, and then she does the 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 I'm not that girl reprise, which is mm-hmm. like so sad. Yeah, but it's whatever. And then they do as long as you're mine, and that mm. song is still it's so good. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. he sings that song 
so well. Yes, and he does this thing again, another like acting choice he makes is he takes her hands and he's like, when he, she's like, I need help believing that, you know, this is real. Mm-hmm. He like takes her hands and he like puts her hands on his face. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, stop it. Um, which like mirrors, so spoiler, right? It mirrors the end mm-hmm. when like he puts his hands again, like her hands on his face again, and he's like, It's okay, you can touch. Like yeah. you did the best you can. And it's like the same movement both times mm-hmm. and in the same positions. And obviously that's probably stage. And like, but I just love that acting choice. Well, that that scene and then the end they do the same line of um right. you're, be- you're beautiful. You don't have to lie to me. Yeah. It's not lying. You're looking at things a different way. And then they do it again when he's now the, yes. the scarecrow and, and not viewing himself as beautiful. So oh. Oh, I love it. And I think I that's just so right. Like that's just another one of those like things, right? Because it's here at the beginning, like he holds, sorry, the rain is going crazy. He holds his looks so high, right? Like he is handsome and like he's perfect. And then obviously she is not what convention said is beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? And then at the end, like he's obviously a scarecrow. (laughs) So like, you know, I just think it's so perfect. I love it. Yes. No, I I know. And, and then, I just also love how Aaron never, sorry, I also love how Aaron never misses an opportunity to take the octa. Like he ever. Always, always. Never. He always yeah. does it. He does it in dancing and he does it in, he does it in, um, as long yes. as in mine as well. Yes. And it's, yep. Makes my heart, makes my heart happy. I know. It's so I know. Fun. And then like the next, I mean, there's so many like heartbreaking moments, but when, he he comes in and he gets the guards to free Alphaba, but then they capture right. him and Glinda does that. He's not going to hurt me. He just loves her. her. Oh. Mm. And they like hold the hands, way they hold like hands. I know. And he oh, says he's sorry. Like, he apologizes yeah. to her. Mm. I know. Oh, and then, yeah. And then he goes into the field and it's like that. Yeah. The how they image, pick him up. Right? Yeah, yes. it's the first image you see. They take him to the cornfield, and it's the first image you see of him, like being a scarecrow. And yes. it's like, oh my god! And then it's like he's getting carried away, and then here comes Alphaba, like right yeah. into. Oh, that's no I think that's one of my absolute favorites. Like that's one of my favorite songs. And we said it the other day. It's kind of like Alphaba's crazy rolling, where she's going, like she, she's, she she's trying to save the whole thing, but like yeah losing it yes yes and she's just realized like that's just all the realizations of everything that she tried to do like she she tried to save the animal she tried to help her sister she tried to she just tried and tried and tried and tried and then she's like okay like i'm done no more yes yeah she's like that's when her moment she realizes like i'm not gonna be doing stuff for anybody else right like i'm gonna do stuff for me I'm not going to worry about anybody. And yeah. I just like her, like this, the Fiero screams, right? Like at the end, I just. Yeah. Oh, like she screams it coming heart. in and then she screams it after she says everybody's name of like everybody's Nessa names. and Dr. Dillon yeah. and everyone she's tried to help. And then it's Fiero and then she just yells Fiero and I just, again. Oh. It's so good. 
I, it makes my whole like being just mm-hmm. like, and it makes your like soul hurt for her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because she mm-hmm. is in agony during that song and she's trying yeah. everything, anything she can. Ugh, just because at that point, like, she doesn't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know, like, she doesn't know he's alive until yeah, she doesn't know Chisri she brings him. the note. She doesn't know mm-hmm. she's safe and she doesn't know that he's going to be okay or even that he's going to want to be with her again after that. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't know any of that. And so she's mm-hmm. just, but yet she still is trying to like save him and do right. the right thing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Go on. I could go on. I know. And then the scene, I get like getting toward the end, the scene plays out like the Wizard of Oz. Like, I like that it's, they don't fully like they connect it without fully like it's just the shadows of what's yes. happening of Dorothy yes. and the lion the scarecrow Tin Man like just the shadows yes. of what's happening and her melting it's so it yes. doesn't fully reveal yeah all of that so I really like that you keep saying um, choice like so I like that choice that decision yes. to do that I love that that staging mm-hmm. decision and I also love you can't see it in the one that we watched mm-hmm. but Glinda is on the stage watching what's going down right like so she's off to the side and watch a couple of others and like she's watching pretty much alphabet now and i mm-hmm. part of me wonders like so does she believe like all of the propaganda that's been going around about alphabet right like that water can melt because obviously she disappears right like and that's mm-hmm. what the plan is but like like glinda has come on girl you have to know like she's not actually going to be melted by right like I don't know but she obviously does believe it because right I don't know I don't know I don't know yeah but it's just yeah and then the end that oh my gosh sorry this is another point when <laughs> Chisery at the end when he comes up and he's like Miss Linda and I just like because he's been trying like she's been trying to get him to talk like that's a whole thing right like she wants the animals not in cages she wants them to talk but Chisery hasn't learned how to do that and then at the end like you can see that he's trying mm-hmm. for Alphaba and he just, oh, can't, he yeah. can't it. and then I like happen. at the end how they play like the two storylines like Glinda's up in her bubble talking about how she's gone while Alphaba and Fierro and Fierro's like you can't see her you can't see her yeah but like it's like they both know Uh uh-huh and it's just like it's just yes because they're up and Glinda can't see them and Alphaba can see her but she can't let her know Mm-hmm. and like you can just see it all and then they walk into the the clock and it's just you see their their shadows and or their silhouettes in the clock and it's the scarecrow and the wicked witch and he puts her hat back on and it's just perfect yes it's loving yeah but yeah i sh- the fact that like it has lasted 20 years, right? Like mm-hmm. this show has lasted 20 years and it is still as relevant today mm-hmm. as it was 20 years ago, if not more so, right? Like, you know, I know we talked about it a little bit, but like the whole commentary on propaganda and like, I love that um, 
it's in wonderful right like the wizard says the truth is not a thing of a fact or reason the truth is just what everyone agrees on and that's just like the thesis of the show right like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alphaba wasn't bad but because of the way Morrible and the wizard spun it right like that's what everybody believed or it's like it's all in which label is able to persist right like he goes yes. to a philanthropist or you know philander whatever crusader mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is and it's like which label is the one and that is just so still relevant to like today mm-hmm. and like the world and I just think that like that's the beauty of theater right that it can give you these big things in this beautiful fun Mm -hmm. two and a half hour show right like and they even said it like this just happened when like Kristen and Adina were interviewed they're like what do you think it is that it keeps going and Kristen Kristen's like it's the themes it's the friendship it's the love it's the forgiveness Mm -hmm. which is the hardest part like that's what keeps people coming back and even yeah. just the song for good like hearing it like I said it hit different hearing it with Dan versus hearing it with like my girlfriends like all those years ago yes. it hits different now being in like a different chapter with friendships like for good yeah. like you know let's get yes. mushy for a second but like I didn't have like you and like the other yeah. friendships a year ago and right, it's like exactly everything's changed for good for that it's like that's not wicket related but it's still it's, but it's the theme theater, of it and it's yeah yeah no exactly and i think yeah. that right like yeah it just mm-hmm. sums it up like so mm-hmm. perfectly and it's also like but i also love like the dichotomy and like steven's choice yeah. has talked about it where it's like for good can mean mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. or for the better and like yep. you get to decide which one it is and you depending on the circumstances it can be both or one or the other you know yeah. like yeah. Something can change you forever, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's for the better. Mm-hmm. But oh, then absolutely. you can also be changed, you know. And I just mm-hmm. think like that is just again, it's so clever, it's so genius. Yeah. And the fact and... that like literally everybody and their mother has been in Wicked. Right. Like I've been going, like I was going through it. And even just like people who are Aaron or Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, like mm-hmm. adjacent, like David was took his run as Fierro. David, Derek, David, yeah. Derek. Um, let's see, Alistair Brammer, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. in um, yes, Les Mis. Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Hilty took a run as mm-hmm. as Glinda, which she's yeah. great, Glinda. Um, Anna Lee. Annalee, yeah. Glenda. who she's one of my favorite Glendas. Okay. Um, Casey Levy, who is not yes. really Aaron, like, but she's well, now next to normal connection. Right? Yes. He was a standby understudy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like Norbert, obviously. Mm-hmm. And who else? Oh, Alex Brightman, who he's now, he's not Aaron like related, but he he was in this he was the Bach that we saw mm-hmm. in this one and he also went on to do Beetlejuice that was like one of his big ones and like um and he was also in School of Rock mm-hmm. um those are the two like I know him really big right now he's in The Shark is Broken I think it's a play he's in that right mm-hmm. now but Sam Khan who was in Yes. Um, I think yep. I've ta- told you this before Sam Khan who was in Moulin Rouge or still in Moulin Rouge on tour yeah, he was chisserie for mm-hmm. a time 
And then we just saw that, who else? Um, why am I blinking? Pretty much like everybody, everybody has yeah. been. And I looked to see if Tam had been in it and I don't think he has. Yeah. I also looked to see if Jamie or, and we know John hasn't yet either, but yeah. like, I I don't know. Everybody has been in it pretty much. It's yeah. insane. I love it. Yeah. And then just Aaron saying, even in his most recent interview with Paul, like when he did that whole resume yeah, walk, walk and like Paul even says that, like says what we just said, like everybody's been in it. Like they've just pulled everybody. And Aaron says that that's part of why it's lasted so long is that they keep bringing in like these amazing people. Yeah. And like, I love that he just connects it back to being the most fun that he's had yes. on stage, yeah. which yeah. he does get to have a lot of fun, especially when he's being that pretentious Fiero yeah. and the yes, dance he the does beginning. get to definitely have a lot of fun but mm-hmm. and then when Paul's like when he makes it he could be a joke but it could you know who knows happen Aaron come back as the wizard <laughs> for you Wiz- know I mean years down I, the yes. road like take my Which money is also for that how too. that's a cushy track and yeah. it is like I think yeah. but also Fiero is a pretty cushy track too mm-hmm. I think like you're on stage you're off stage you're on stage like it's not yeah. you know Christian, it's not a Christian like, on stage. yeah it's not a Christian. It's not a Sweeney. Yeah. You know, which I think about that now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he could totally mm-hmm. come back and play the wizard. That'd be fun. That would be I mean, fun. why not? Put him in as Dr. Dillamond right now. We could do it. Yeah, anything could happen. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like amazing like how you talk, hearing you talk about Wicked is like how I talk about Moulin Rouge, like how... <laughs> your love for it runs so deep and it like yeah so I don't know I think yeah because it's not it's not the first one that got me hooked but it's mm-hmm. like I think it yeah. went Joseph rant wicked like pretty quick mm-hmm. and so like you know yeah it, and it's been around for 20 years forever. right like so yeah. forever and I just the fact that it's yeah it's still running just and then also the fact that it didn't win yeah i mean this is how they're getting that back you didn't win a tony but here we are yes like i mean idina won and it won like best lighting or something in costumes i think yeah but like it didn't win best musical Mm -hmm. which is insane like the one that won was fine it's avenue two that's a whole Mm nother story but it didn't win that year. And I just like find that so incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're still going. Obviously, like you didn't need, they didn't need to win that Tony to right. keep it going. Right. Exactly. Which, insane. Insane. It is. It is. But thank you so much for talking to me about it and going back. I yeah. mean, you were so quick. I'm like, how about we, we rewatch one? You're like, yep. Yep. Sign me up. Anytime. So, anytime. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So that's fun to go back and do that and just talk about it. And now, now we watch for what mm-hmm. unravels with Sweeney. Yeah, I'm so excited. So Yay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast. It is so exciting that the news of Aaron being Sweeney Todd is finally out and it's official and He will be taking the stage as the Demon Barber of Fleet Street in February of 2024. 
but it was also so much fun to be able to go back with Christina and just, I mean, her love for Wicket runs deep and you can hear it just in how she talks about it. Um, but just to talk about the show and the memories and the impact that it's had, as well as Aaron's role in the show and how, how like the impact that that has had on him, like now, you know, his 20 year career on Broadway and performing. So just a fun little look back, but thank you for listening, for continuing to support. And if you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow along on Instagram at Tevading underscore patiently or on TikTok at Tevading patiently and hope to have you back here for episode 65.